right, ready? Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is... Okay. Welcome <laughs> to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. I'm Karen. And I'm Bonnie. We're a comedy podcast about religion. Some people say that's impossible, but give us a try and see. Sometimes it gets a little more serious, but most of the time we're just having fun like we have all our lives. We've known each other since we were one years old and grew up in the evangelical church. And then for different reasons at different times, we both left it. And we just like to discuss and have fun with organized religion and some of the things going on in it. Yeah, I kind of this slinked episode. out more of the of the church. <laughs> I think you just I, kind of lobbed in a, a water balloon. I did a grand exit, pretty much. Yeah. But at the same time, we have people who are still Christians, people who are, you know, uh, Jewish and still attend synagogue and and plenty of people listen and they can contribute, take what they want and just have, you know, a good time. Today's Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible and you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com/deconversion. And they have over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen on your phone just like you're listening to us. So this week, we're doing another letter soda and reading your letters. They make me so happy for a couple reasons, because they're funny, first of all, and that people are, uh, it's so neat to me to find people who are having the same experience that we have. I know, and... Also, you know, different enough that we get to laugh at someone else besides <laughs> each other. Right. I want to laugh at your pain, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Sick of laughing That's at my right. pain. Exactly. And and on our Facebook, we have a closed group. Go to Deconversion Therapy. But a lot of you are sneaking in there, too, and you can tell more <laughs> stories. Um, oh, yeah. We could read some of those, too. Sure, without their permission. Let's do well, it. Well, if we give them anonymity. That's huh? too hard to say. <laughs> um, okay, so am I it. reading the first letter? Yeah. Okay, this one is from somebody who said it was okay to use her name, and her name's Heather. Uh, let's see. So, Dear Bonnie and Karen... I found your podcast on Friday, and three days later, I have just completed listening to every single episode. Okay, that makes me laugh (laughs) as well, because she's listened to more than I have. (laughs) That's right. Let's just make it clear. Bonnie does not listen to the episodes. Um, uh, Then she said, I have laughed my ass off. That's so nice. Um, It's like exercise. She's not sitting there being lazy. (laughs) Uh, She says, I left fundamental evangelical Christianity eight years ago at the age of 35, which happened shortly after I left my husband of almost 14 years. Now, this is where I like go, yes. Um, (laughs) I've spent. (laughs) To which one? Both. We don't care. Um, I've spent these last eight years going to therapy to undo a lot of the shit that Christianity and Christian marriage did to me. Yeah. I can imagine. 
um, this weekend of laughing at it has had to be some of the most therapeutic experiences I've had in these past eight years. So thank you. What? I know. Isn't that the best? Oh my God. I... We should just I say goodbye now. I need to get my now. therapy license. <laughs> and then that lady on Reddit can suck it. <laughs> That's right. We keep talking about the lady who tried to shove me off Reddit because our name, Deconversion Therapy, she said that we were therapists. And I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. no. That's, that's called sarcasm. Uh, let's see. Okay, so she says, memories have been flooding back. From sword drills and crying when I thought I had won, just to find out that I hadn't heard the person get the verse before me, uh, to a summer yeah. mission trip to Africa. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's a big trip to go on. And, Heather, we just want you to know it was worth it. They are now all Christians. I know. Good job. That's like... <laughs> um, uh, she says, to Christian schools, from kindergarten to high school, to university, to believing the earth was 6,000 years old, which I believed mm-hmm. up until eight years ago. The list goes on and on. I had loved my little Christian elementary school. So did we. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, there were about 80 of us from kindergarten to grade eight. Since we had so few students, we were the bottom of the barrel when it came to competing in sports with other Christian schools around. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so instead, our school focused heavily on music. We put on at least one big musical production every year, including Salty, the singing songbook. Okay, mm-hmm. Salty is spelled P S A L T Y. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. What? Really? Yeah, it's got a, like a little character. I can't remember what the character Salty is. Like a music note or something? Well, it sounds dirty to me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. One year, the musical theme had something to do with being in the army of God. There was one song that actually appealed to us older, mature, <laughs> grade 8 girls. <laughs> we decided we wanted to choreograph the song for the musical. We got permission from a couple of the teachers to do this. We spent lots of time putting it together, but then it all went south when one of the more crazy (laughs) fundamental parents came to a rehearsal. You know where this is going. Mm -hmm. She was adamant that our choreography was dancing and that it was a big, huge no-no. So we had to completely redo our choreography and ensure that our feet stayed in place and never moved. After which it was approved as no longer ungodly. Mm-hmm. We were so unimpressed, and we all wanted to not do it at all. However, we were guilted into doing it anyway. Because if we didn't do it, then we'd be in the wrong, as our attitudes weren't God-honoring and humble. Barf. <laughs> That's her barf, not mine. Um, thanks for the laughs. I now have to be patient and wait till your next episode comes out. Heather. Oh, uh, we can't wait for you to hear yourself so we can make fun of you. No. <laughs> I remember, I think I was telling you that one of our musicals, because we were always doing musicals, too. You, you talked about um, this on the podcast with the the choreography being slutty? Yeah. Is um, that what they deemed I it? Would, I didn't ever hear the word slut, <laughs> but I was pulled aside that our hips were moving right. when we were doing the Baptist two-step. You must just step stay very <laughs> parallel and just move one side, then the other, making sure that your hips don't actually interact <laughs> with your leg joint. Uh-huh. No popping? Yeah. <laughs> nope. No popping. Not twerking. What do they do these yeah. days? How do they contain that? 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, and I, I'd like to know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I want to find out, but as with everything, it's probably like, well, as long as you're, you know, praising Jesus with movement. But Heather, congratulations on your divorce <laughs> and right. your deconverting, <laughs> and that now I feel I'm a registered therapist. Nice. <laughs> okay, I've got one. I cannot say the name, mm. but I'm just going for I'm hoping it. Hoping that makes it juicy. Yeah. Hi, K and B. <laughs> I like that. I feel like a rapper group. Um, thanks for all the belly laughs. And there's a little smiley icon. Since you specifically asked for stories from Christian colleges, here's my tale. Hopefully you'll find it airworthy. We don't. I'm sorry. Um, I am from California, and the particular denomination my family attended when I was in high school is a relatively small group of churches clustered mostly in the Midwest. Hmm. And, in parentheses, um, and they do foot washing as a regular thing, referencing your previous, a previous episode. Anyway, <laughs> the denomination has their own college and seminary in the Midwest. And because my pastor and youth pastor both recommended me, I got a 25% scholarship to that school. So that kind of decided where I was going. This was many years ago, but private college tuition has never been chump change. Exactly. When I got there, it was an instant culture shock, and I was instantly, quote, the liberal, because I was from the left coast. (laughs) My roommate was from a small farming town in the heart of denomination country, (laughs) and one night, just before... I'm sorry. Denomination country. (laughs) Exactly. And one night just before Thanksgiving break, just fooling around, though he was being sincere, bless his heart, he said to me, I'm so glad you're actually normal. You'd never do anything crazy like shave your head or wear pink shirts or whatever, like most of those heathen weirdos do from California. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, of course, after hearing that, all caps, Things had to happen. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I stayed at school during Thanksgiving break since plane tickets for a long weekend were too expensive. And I went to a hair salon in town. Let me just tell you, this is a male. I forgot. I went to a hair salon in town and told them I wanted a mohawk, dyed black in the middle, (laughs) shaved and bleached on the sides. I called it a reverse skunk. It was pretty spectacular (laughs) compared to my normal medium brown mop. So my roommate got back from Thanksgiving break, and I was sitting at my desk, which was hidden from the door by a tallish bookshelf. He said hello, and I popped up from behind the the furniture and I thought he was going to have a stroke. His face went totally white and he sat down so fast that he missed the chair and hit the floor muttering, oh my dear Lord, Lord have mercy. (laughs) He learned not to use the word never after that. 
You showed him. But the funniest part is actually that, that the dean's secretary, who is pretty cool, told me a few days later when I'd been called in to, quote, visit with the dean about my hairstyle, uh, that someone on the faculty had asked her if I was a quote, special case, led into the <laughs> school despite being, quote, extra slow. Oh. I know. She laughed until she was teary-eyed about this because, as you mentioned on a previous episode, standards at Christian schools can tend to be somewhat sketchy. Okay, ready for this? I think this is our our Baptist school, too. The average ACT admittance score at this school was 19 out of 35. Not average application score, but average admittance score. (laughs) And my score, which she knew about because of her position, was significantly higher than that. A pretty good score, if I do say so myself. Anyway, I left that school not long thereafter, having been dismissed for skipping chapel too many times. Although the Mohawk probably didn't help my standing with the administration. In (laughs) fact, I think I still hold the record for chapel skips at the school since they've switched their services from five days every week to three shortly after I left. So students have less opportunity for slothfulness these days. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the story. Keep up the great work. Five days a week? Yes. Oh, my God. And that that is, can get you kicked out. Right. Is, I mean, if chapel's uh, only five minutes, that's one thing. But right. it's not. No, it's not. And ours was only one time a week. And you know that this guy ended up being, like, the cool bad boy because he had the mohawk. And it'd be like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, he's dangerous. (laughs) And he skips chapel. Like, the the bar is so low to be a a bad guy on a Christian (laughs) campus. Well, um, bad that we know of. At least back in our day, we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah, when I was an RA, (laughs) did we tell how I became an RA, dear Bonnie? No. Do you remember? Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. So I became a resident (laughs) assistant. They had been asking me to be one for a while because they were hard up. And I'm like, (laughs) no, no, I've got, you know, too much going on, uh, which meant I want to goof around. And you and I got put together again. For a semester, we walk into our room, and our new roommate is there, and she has up a poster of, damn it, what's the guy (laughs) from Van Halen? Eddie? David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth in a towel up on (laughs) the wall. I suddenly remember this. The the girl sounds just like Marge Simpson. Oh no! She's like, she yes. was gonna be our roommate. Yes, and she was like, "Hey, I guess they're gonna be roommates," you know. And we looked at each other, and you said, "Take that RA position." So I took it, and we moved to a different, yeah, dorm and all that. But during my time. 
I uh, did find out a little bit of gossip, and I did find out that the guy who thought he was, God, my, my 80s brain is fried, thought he was, uh, you got to have faith, faith, faith George, George Michael. Michael had been caught during chapel in the shower with his girlfriend. Oh, gosh. Who thought Scandal. he was George Michael? Dull. The guy who looked like George Michael. I don't know. Oh, you don't have to tell me off pod. <laughs> yeah. If I, I remember really him anyway. No. Yeah, I really don't know. He just said the one dangly earring died. Uh, maybe tips, blonde tips. I can't remember. <laughs> Same clothes. Um, would lean against the student center desk. Well, you know, in a pose. <laughs> For anybody who needs this tip, uh, the year before that, we we lived in a dorm, and the RA was somebody else, not Karen. And when we had uh, every week, we had room inspection, so it had to mm. be clean. And we would take all of the trash and junk that we didn't know what to do with and stick it in the shower and close the shower <laughs> curtain. <laughs> and so when she came through to do room inspection, everything looked great. Then the trash just came right back out. <laughs> so there's just your tip for the day, ground. room inspection. Yeah, I know. It's so, like, strict and... Uh. But you know what? Uh, my mother to this day still won't clean her room. So I think it taught me more than than she did. Yeah. And I think people were like, oh, I'm in a room with Karen. She seems nice, <laughs> put together even, which is, uh, you know... A, a, a lovely compliment, especially when I was a Christian and, you know, living the way God wanted me to. And then people became my roommate. And I remember one said, I was horrified when they saw how messy I was. They're like, I had no idea. I'd see you. And then I'd walk in your room and be like, this is unlivable. I will tell you that one of the best parts for me about attending Sunday school through our whole lives was getting to go in on Sunday morning and talk about the sketches the night before on Saturday Night Live. Um, They are also the show Saturday Night Live. They're currently accepting emails to enter the lottery for tickets for the upcoming season. So, yeah. So all you do is you, you write in an email, tell them why you want to attend, and then they will, they'll decide, like, we're going to give you two tickets, but we decide what you get, when you get it. So if you get tickets, you've got to, like, uh, book a trip pretty soon, go to New York. So that made me think about one of the best books that I ever read was The Complete Uncensored History of Saturday Night Live. Um, So the, the different stars and writers and guests talk about it in little tiny increments, little tiny paragraphs. So that's written by James Andrew Miller and Tom Shales. If you get the unabridged version on Audible, <laughs> it's 28 hours. What? 28 hours of funny Shit. and behind the scenes and good stuff from the whole history of, you know, the show. Wow. Um, uh, I'm going to do that one because I have a credit left. And Bonnie knows that my soulmate is David Spade, who's also <laughs> starting a late night talk show soon. Which is funny. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. 
I'm gonna. Yeah, of course okay. it's funny. Well, for me, um, the book I would recommend from Audible is if you're a fan of My Favorite Murder, even if you're not, but it was the inspiration for our show, is they have a dual memoir out called Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. And although they talk about murder on their podcast a lot, they're also comedians. And the book is not really about murder, but it's about them. It is a little bit about how they got into things, but how they deal with just being women in Hollywood, uh, being women in general. (laughs) They have this great catchphrase, which everyone should live by, called fuck politeness. (laughs) Because women get in too many circumstances that they shouldn't be in because we're always taught to be polite. And as Heather, who talked about her divorce, I think she might have gotten to a point where she was just like, you know what, I've been this doting, great person, doing everything I should, and I'm fed up. And so in her life, that's how fuck politeness happened. I like that but, we just made it her being fed up. <laughs> I know, I know. But if you Heather, write in, we're, we're gonna, on your side, Heather. We're going to defend you if you write in. So there you go. That's right. That's right. Okay, so for you, the listeners of our podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Yeah, you can cancel any time after that, and that allows you to listen to 28 hours of unabridged <laughs> Saturday Night Live stuff. That's right. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash deconversion. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash deconversion for your free audiobook. Uh, Okay, so let's see. Next letter. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so. uh, Here we go. Okay, here's my story. This is somebody whose name we can't use. I like that. Redacted. (laughs) I was a Mormon missionary in Las Vegas at one point for two years. Wow. Uh, One day we were going door to door and everyone kept being like, you were literally just here five minutes ago. (laughs) Mormons are very organized to the point that some missionaries could tell you the last time this door was ever knocked by a missionary. I could have been like, "Uh, sir, you are mistaken. The last time a person of our faith knocked on your door was December 12th, 2007. (laughs) But I just kept going door to door a couple more times. And that's when I saw them. The JWs. (laughs) Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Like rival gangs, we walked up to each other (laughs) in the middle of the street and split up the remaining turf, letting God sort out the rest. Okay. (laughs) Let me show. In my image, I see... The, you know, they've got the black pants, the white shirt. Those are the and Mormons. The Bibles. Those are the Mormons. And the JWs just have, like, a bunch of Band-Aids on because they've got to stop their blood from falling out because they're not allowed to have blood transfusions. <laughs> and they just face off. What was the uniform of the Jehovah's Witness, though? I don't think they had one. Did they? I don't know. They must have had something if they kept being mistaken for the Mormons. I don't know. Well, uh, it's probably just because they knocked on doors. Yeah, and we're organized. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
All right. He says, not that great of a story, but Mormon missions don't always generate great stories. <laughs> I had a machine gun pulled on me, and I was Shit. flashed a couple times by women. Just the top uh, half, they were lazy flashers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and one man way. whose door I knocked on said he was actually, quote, the devil, although he provided no proof <laughs> of the same. <laughs> Here's my ID. I'm Satan. Um, <laughs> anyways, I actually just came here to clarify something you related on one of your podcasts about black people not getting into heaven with a certain organization. That organization would be, all caps, the Mormons. Please insert spooky music here. Mormons didn't explicitly block blacks or those with the curse of Cain. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, into heaven, but rather they were more sneaky about it and didn't let blacks get into the priesthood. Non-cursed male Mormons can, could, get the lesser priesthood at the age of 12, and they can get the fully unlocked version of the priesthood at 18. Wow. 12? What the hell does a 12-year-old know? Uh, yeah. Not having the priesthood means that a man can't get married or sealed. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's in quotes. In the Mormon temple, and that means they cannot, all caps, make it to the highest level of the heaven. So basically, up until 1978, black people could go to the Mormon church, pay 10% of their income, donate mm -hmm. their time and money, but still be mm -hmm. outranked by any random 12-year non-cursed white kid. Welcome to okay. America. Uh, the reasons for the reversal of this policy isn't entirely clear, or should I say black and white, <laughs> yeah. but it almost certainly was coming down to one of, or a combination of two things. One, in the 1970s, there was a church member working in DC who informed the church leadership that they were kind of looking like racists. <laughs> Some speculate that the church's tax-free status was being threatened as well, but I don't know if that was substantiated. Also, the same year that the ban on blacks having the priesthood was lifted, the San Paulo, Brazil temple was completed. Temples are difficult because you need to both staff them with quote-unquote worthy members, and you also need to get equally worthy members to attend them. Numerically, it shouldn't have been a problem to staff the Mormon temple in Brazil, but there was another problem that was being realized. Who knows who has black blood in them and who doesn't in Brazil? Yes. Hmm. And they're all into the descendants and all that. So, ooh. Mm. Uh, anyways, 1978, the Mormons lifted the ban, so it is all cool now. Um, <laughs> also, an interesting, shocking story about this whole all-white heaven deal is this story about a woman getting sealed into Joseph Smith as a servant. And he gives a link. Um, uh, we'll put that up because... <laughs> I want to read that. Yeah. Then he says, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually supposed to be working right now. Blah, blah, blah. Really enjoy the show. Blah, blah, blah. If you ever care to learn about Mormons, just listen to Radio Free Mormon starting at his first podcast. He is incredible. I have no association with this dude at all. Just a fan. Blah, blah, blah. I'm only checking that box because it is required, not because I actually claim this to be true, funny, and five minutes long. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 like we're going to turn him in. Uh, we are. Mormons don't actually accept being called Mormons anymore. It's almost what? a comical turn of events since the church did spend millions of dollars on what is known internally as the I Am a Mormon marketing campaign and a movie called Meet the Mormons. 
<laughs> Double asterisk. It's like Meet the Falkers, <laughs> except... Meet the yeah. Mormons. It certainly isn't as funny. Um Intentionally. Mormons will debate this part. Was it a policy or was it doctrine? Doctrine is revealed by God directly to prophets and is therefore the mind of God. Policy is just organizational and God doesn't really interfere with that. Subsequently, it's a hard thing for people to reconcile because either God allowed a policy that was blocking black people from heaven for over 100 Mm -hmm. years or God just didn't want blacks to have the priesthood for 100 plus years. For some reason, we can't understand. Of course, God's ways are higher than man's and all that. I love the letter because that person, you can tell they've deconstructed and they've gone like, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, what was the name of the podcast to listen to again? It is called, uh, um, oh, Radio Free Mormon. I'm going to listen to it. And on Instagram, if you follow us, Deconversion Therapy, there's a few that we follow. uh, Mormon Happy Hour (laughs) and Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Not So Molly. I know. And there's a lot. Like, there's now so many. um, Oh, and I forgot Latter-day Lesbian. There's so many podcasts now supporting and trying to be there for people who are leaving the Mormon church. Because like you said, they're much more organized, which means deconverting. It's really affecting their day-to-day lives and if you th- a lot more. Yeah, if you yeah. think about the difference, if, if I just stopped going to church, it would be the exact opposite. Everybody would be constantly going, oh, come to, t- come to Bible study, come over to my house. And they'd have some kind of a, an intervention. You know, it wouldn't yeah. be like, you're dead to me. It'd exactly. be the exact opposite. Oh, and then and there's the you... I'm praying for you. Exactly. Have I ever Just talked about a... that? I can't remember yeah. if that one aired. Okay. I think, but you can say it over and over. Well, I was, I won't tell the whole story, but I ran into an old Sunday school teacher and I thought we just had a nice conversation. Then she stopped me and asked me where I was going to church and I told her I really wasn't. And then she decided to turn around and yell, I'm praying for you. (laughs) I'm no, I'm going to pray for you. Look, she prayed for you and you were like, I suddenly want to start a podcast. (laughs) It worked. Okay. Here's the last one. Short one. The person's name is Katie, and she said we can use her name. So when I was doing Bible studies in preparation to be baptized in my own old church, I started realizing I'm attracted to women. When asked about it, the woman I was studying with said that every woman she knows has had a crush on another woman because, quote, our friendships are so intimate or something like that. Well, anyway, my mom said the same thing and that she had heard that other women in our church felt the same way. So that's how I found out that my old church is filled with bisexual (laughs) women who all think they're straight. My real story is that one summer, we had some Spanish exchange students come stay with people in our church. My best friends hosted two of them. Marta was the one I was closest to, and she was very friendly, outgoing, and affectionate. I remember sitting there thinking, 
okay, this is it. I definitely like her. And then trying to find every opportunity to spend time with her. When she left for the summer and was about to say goodbye to me, I remember my hands getting all sweaty and my heart racing because she was kissing everyone on the cheek <laughs> to say goodbye. <laughs> I nearly fainted. So that was my first real crush on a girl. I still follow her on Instagram. She has a girlfriend. Oh. That's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because it's so true. Everyone's, like, hiding their sexual identities and the things that they think are struggles and against God and all that. And then you find out everyone that you went to church with is bisexual or gay. Which okay, maybe not everyone, but that's okay. <laughs> everyone. Yes. The majority of your and my male friends that we were closest to, mm -hmm. because I think as people we now in general have always attracted and been attracted to friendships with gay males. So they are just one after another. There was one, um, yeah. I remember, and this happened in the, the dorm that we left. That's not true. We didn't leave that dorm. Anyway, so it was the day before summer and everybody was leaving. And he came up the stairs, which it was not allowed for guys to come upstairs in the dorm. But he did it anyway. And he had to give me something. And then he kissed me on the mouth and, and then left. Yep. And I remember the whole summer thinking, what did that mean? What was that? What did that mean? And I'm sure that that's why he did it. Right. Um, because I'm sure he went back and had sex with his roommate. <laughs> um, and if he didn't, he's stupid because he was handsome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So did do you think he did that now as we understand, like, was it an affectionate kiss or was it, like now, a gay man kiss to a friend? No, it was it was to to wind me up because he knew I was naive and uh, it would make me wonder what the hell was going on. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's his personality too. So I totally get it. Well, now I have a friend um, who went to school with us too, who's out, and I just play the part of pretending I'm still naive. I mean, he knows that. I'm not, and that I'm not a Christian, but he posts pictures of him and all his other bear friends playing volleyball Wait, or whatever. Bear? They e -E -R? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Are you even friends to gay men? Bears yes, are but a little <laughs> I thought you could have larger. Meant, you could have meant naked. Hairy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's bear, bear. Yeah, exactly. Um you know, mm -hmm. all his friends are playing volleyball. They don't have shirts on. There's hairy chests everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so sad. Don't your wives buy you any nice clothes <laughs> to play volleyball in? And so he sends me every once in a while a private message with, like, him singing Rihanna with a face mask on. And I'm like, ah, I love my life now. It's so much more free and accepting and loving. Yeah. Damn it.
That's it for this letter sode. Please send in your funny, short, true letters. You can go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com and go and send us uh, whatever you want to, and we'll hopefully read it on air. And also... Find us on Instagram. Uh, We're sometimes on Twitter. Please rate and review us. We can't emphasize enough how sadly, yes, you have to do some work to help us. (laughs) And we would really appreciate it. We hate asking for it, but it's just definitely something. Until next week, don't be a shit pile. And I will be praying for you. (laughs) 